All right, Real in the Field, we're back with a brand new episode, and today we're going to get into some NFL talk. Yeah, the NFL schedules have been released, so we're going to take a dive into the international games, yeah. take a look at the preseason power rankings, and then do some way-too-early Super Bowl predictions. Yeah, we're also going to get into a game of Guess the Missing Word, but more specifically, the missing lyric. Yeah, and then finish it off with some real estate talk and talk about how that California 20% down payment assistance program it worked out and uh, get into a little bit more about what that program was. So sit back, enjoy the episode. If you like what you hear, like and subscribe and enjoy the show. All right, really the field. We're back with a new episode and we're just going to get straight into it. It's been a ton of stuff going on in the NFL. It's back. The NFL draft happened, uh, lots to cover there. I don't know if we want to get into that. The schedule just got released. Um, we knew the matchups. We knew, uh, you know, who these teams were going to be facing, but now we had it all laid out and who's playing who, when they're playing. Yeah. So the first thing I want to talk about, though, are the international games. Okay. Okay. And where the where's the NFL going with all this? So I did a little research. Okay. Okay. So I just went back to 2016. All right. There was four international games then, following year five. 2018, they had three. 19, they had six. Okay, when they had six, there was four in the UK. All right. One in Mexico and one in Canada. And then 2001, they dropped down to two games. Oh. They stayed in the UK. Okay, 2022, they had five games, three in the UK, one in Mexico. Then they put one in Germany. Oh, all right. Okay, so the schedule came out for this year. Yeah. And they're going back to five games. Three in the UK. They had such good results in Germany from last year. They're giving Germany an extra game. So oh. they're going to have two there. Okay, UK plays their games at, what's that big state? Wembley? Wembley? Oh, Wembley, yeah. Wembley Am I saying Stadium. that right? Yeah. Okay. I think so, yeah. Right. So they're playing their games there. So kept digging, do some more research. The... The NFL teams, you got to sacrifice one home game every eight years. Sacrifice one home game every eight years. And it has to be an international game. Oh, that's the, that's the give up. That's, that's the their, sacrifice. That's the sacrifice. Gotcha. Okay, so this year, the Titans and Bills are getting new stadiums. Okay. So it makes sense for those guys this year. Just to hit the road, yeah. Just yeah. No, pack your the, bags and... Yeah, uh, not the road, you're... What do they call it? Across oh, the, the tarmac. Yeah, yeah, hit the tarmac. So... Uh, another thing is down the road, there's talk about France, Spain, and Brazil hosting games. Wow. All right. Well, okay. I mean, is this, this could be like years down the road, but yeah. there's talks about that. Okay. What is the NFL doing? <laughs> In short, what are why? they doing? Why? You, why? All right. If, if I'm going to just kind of venture pick, a guess. Yeah, pick a side. I would imagine that they're just trying to build this into a global brand. I mean, the way that soccer is so international, there are teams like if you like a, a, a Messi jersey, you know, the soccer stud, okay. one of the most like, you know, that. one yeah. of the most known uh, uh, f uh, soccer players, players yeah. in the world. That jersey, I can't, I don't even know. I can't imagine how many jerseys that guy sells like worldwide because he's a worldwide figure because soccer is an international sport. Right. Everybody on the planet plays soccer. Right. Not everybody plays 
Football. American football. Gridiron. Whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, well, the NFL is going to change that. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. So there's there's my next question. Yeah. So the, I kept reading Mexico has big fan base or uh, Steelers and Cowboys are yeah. huge there. Okay. Like, what's what? But what's the end game? What is the NFL trying to do? They're just trying to tap into some markets and make some money. Oh, a hundred percent. For me, thinking about the NFL, as much as we, you know, we've talked about this before. As much as the NFL, as we look at it as a sport, and you know, the purity of the sport, and just how um, you know the best man's going to be out there on the field, and how that you can't take away from from that game. You know, the integrity of the game. It is a business. At the end of it, it's a business, right? Okay. So with that in mind, but how much is that franchise losing if they're not hosting a home game? I, I think or that... Or they being compensated maybe Oh, I think I think that... Uh, well, it, when you th- think about like ticket sales or when you think about revenue generated from, from uh, a game, it's a small fraction that's actual ticket sales. A lot of the money comes from advertising on... TV, like I remember um, years ago uh, when the Angels signed a deal with like Fox. It was like some, it was like a, like a couple billion dollars of it. the deal was a couple billion. Yeah, and I, I don't like quote me on that. It's somewhere in that neighborhood, but it was <laughs> someone, a someone fact checked. It was a it was a huge TV deal. Yes, that um, the organization sponsors. got so much money from this so that the that Fox could be the you know could air the 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 games the home games or all the games so i think that more than just having a team play in your own like you know your own backyard that is like a drop in the bucket i think it compared to what you get from tv ratings now if it's televised in mexico let's say there is like you're saying a big um fan base of the steelers and cowboys in mexico well they're not having a game in mexico this year because Mm -hmm. they're trying to get ready for the olympics Oh, gotcha. Because they're hosting the Olympics. I'm pretty sure I read that somewhere, so don't quote me on that. But Right. um, And then the field conditions last time we were there weren't great. Dude, that, you know, thanks to... Weren't great, so they were kind of like, We can thank Shakira for one of the greatest games that I've witnessed offensively because that was, I don't know if you remember that game that went, that was scheduled in Mexico. It was actually the... Chiefs, Chiefs uh, Rams versus game. Rams game that was scheduled in Mexico. And if they score like, it was like a combined like, like ninety points yeah. and like thousand you know thousand combined yard or plus I don't know thousand plus like yeah. uh, total yards. That game was scheduled in Mexico and evidently there was a concert. Shakira put on a concert in that stadium, and the crowd just like messed up the entire field. So they had to swap out the field in preparation for the game. And the grass didn't set, it didn't settle, it didn't grab, whatever. Yeah. And the Players Association went out there to Mexico to say, inspect the conditions no and way. said, yeah, no mas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at you. And, do, and thanks to Shakira, I got to witness one of the most incredible football games. I mean, we're, you know, obviously, like, we love defensive, like, yeah. you know, a defensive no, uh, I remember back and game. forth. But that was one of the most entertaining games. Yeah. It was just... Everything there was defensive touchdowns. There was offensive touchdowns. Uh, that uh, that uh, that post sideline post. Uh, I forget it was a tight end that ran. I believe that ended up you know being the the, the winning uh, winning touchdown. That was the one Rams of the most ended up winning. right? Rams won that game. Yeah. yeah, on that play. 
uh, it was probably one of the most entertaining games that I've been to. And yeah, to you know that point, it was scheduled in Mexico and uh, and had to be, get you know transferred over here. Okay, so is the NFL going to try to expand in a couple of years, and you have international teams? Oof, that's is that uh, too much. I think that's a that that might be a bridge too far. If I'm what if okay, if it's not across the pond, what if you get an organization? Take the NHL. Yeah, they have a bunch of them in Canada, right? They Vancouver, whoever, yeah, Ottawa, whoever. Yeah, not a hockey guy, so <laughs> you know the Canucks or whoever. I don't know. Yeah, but you could have teams in Canada. You could maybe put a team somewhere in Mexico. Yeah, you're thinking time zones. Oh, like dude, the crossing. Tijuana, the Tijuana Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> but once you're crossing like international, yeah. big that one, big international flights. I think that would be that too, too complicated for the NFL, and, and not just for the NFL to just try and schedule that out, but just think about the teams that have to play. Like, if you're you're playing a split like schedule of uh, uh, you know eight home games. Uh, and those away games that you have to play, I mean, you're playing all over. It, imagine if a team from the UK has to come out and play a team, play the Rams. That That is like a 16-hour flight. Okay, what if you do it like baseball does it? That team from the UK comes here, okay? They play a couple home, or they play a couple away games. Yeah. Then they fly back home. Yeah. Okay, and then they're hosting everyone. Everyone goes there. Your next week is a bye week. Someone goes there, their next week is a bye week. Yeah, that could work. I think just it's almost like when these teams get scheduled out there, it seems like it's to grow it, but not to a point where I think it's still a kind of like U.S. kind of good. You know, it's still a Harley Davidson. It's still, you know, Jack Daniels whiskey. I don't think that you would ever like put a Jack Daniels distillery in uh, in the UK, it kind of takes away from like what the NFL is and what this product is. You then know what why, I mean? Then why go in the first place? Just oh, to, it's, just to make a couple. Oh, to grow the, the, the grow, grow the brand. Absolutely. I think it, again, this is this is a uh, it's a business first and foremost. Like the people who own these companies, the uh, or sorry, the the um, the owners of these franchises, yeah. are in it to make money. They're not in it to uh, yeah no it's, yeah and look they'll they, you know they'll say they want to win a championship or they want to win a Super Bowl and that's primarily because winning a Super Bowl sells tickets <laughs> and it sells jerseys and yeah. it sells advertisement yeah well put it this way before the Brady uh, Belichick uh, duo how many Sunday night football games did you see how many Monday night football uh, games did you see of uh, the Patriots with Drew Bledsoe in her center hardly any wow, I mean yeah. That wasn't a team that, that, that draws eyes. When you see that Sunday night game, it's the Cowboys, it's the Steelers, yeah. uh, it's uh, the Chiefs, it's these, the, the games that people want to see. It's the popular teams. Because when teams win Super Bowls, they just, all these bandwagoners come on and they'll just yeah. jump on. And that's like, that becomes their team, right? Yeah. Now, when you do that, and that's ultimately what the whole point of like you know winning winning Super Bowls is is you know to get those eyeballs on your team because there is revenue that's that's brought in from the advertisement from a Sunday night football game that's a primetime game that is televised from LA to New York and yeah. every TV in between that is they they reserve those spots for teams that are 
that people want to yeah, see. Yeah. They're not going to, you know, I know we always shit on the Browns, but they're not going to put the Browns on Sunday night football or Monday night football or Thursday night football for that matter because it's a well, primetime spot. Well, that and all the streaming stuff now. There's going to be a lot of streaming of the games. Yeah. The Thursday night football on Amazon right. was not successful. Yeah. But they're rolling with it again. Rolling. There's going to be a game on Paramount Plus and like, or no, excuse me, not on Paramount, on Peacock. Oh, gotcha. Oh, things. yeah. So streaming, like, people are going to start bidding on that right. stuff to try to get games. But it, would all, it all comes down to advertising and how many eyeballs are going to be on this game. And I think that... Right now, we have the United States, all the eyeballs in the United States that yes. get divvied up. If you can draw in more eyeball, eyeballs from the UK or from Mexico or for yeah. wherever, that's just you're generating more revenue for the NFL. That advertising dollar that's going to be spent, because people who are fans of, let's say, the Cowboys uh, or the Steelers down in Mexico, when they're televising it out there, they're going to, whatever channel it's being televised on is going to, in those commercial breaks, they're going to put on a commercial for whatever the product is out in Mexico, <laughs> the Coca-Cola of whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're going to be advertising those, and, and it costs money. I mean, that's why the Super Bowl, it's one of the most expensive, if not the most expensive uh, ad uh, airtime that you could purchase. Yeah. In all of you know sports, because so many people are watching it at that one time, that they're trying to like grasp that audience. Yeah. So it all comes down for me. Just looking at this, I mean, I hate to be you know kind of so. It's the almighty dollar. It is. It, it comes be. down to the dollar. And this, you know, sport. We don't like to look at sports as a business. You know, it takes away from the purity of the sport. But that's what it is. Yeah. It comes down to that. I don't think you'll ever see college football being advertised. Well, maybe, I don't know, maybe you will. But right now, like the NFL, it's a business, and I think they're just trying to capture, capture more of those dollars internationally. Okay, so here's two more, two more for you, and then we'll move on from the international thing. What if they put a division, they put four teams yeah. out there? Okay. I mean... The, or they set up like some sort of, not a, a league, but maybe an offshoot of the league. Yeah, they do Whoever, have the Europe, European league. Yeah. Well, no, but I'm talking like oh, really like, like part of the NFL. Yeah, like really kind of beef it up. Yeah. Whoever wins the Super Bowl then plays that team. Then you're the world champion. Yeah, I that you still like. Or again, is that way too much? I think it's too much. I think when you're like thinking about like you know league play, all right, sure you can make that work, but you only play these teams, you know, uh, twice a season. You need to fill that, fill the calendar with you yeah. know with other games. And I don't think that it it wouldn't be in the in the in the NFL's best interest to like just kind of splinter it off that like that into okay. maybe okay i'll give you like maybe mexico i can see them putting a team in mexico because you're talking you know the difference i mean you can get the dis, di, the distance from LA to New York if you were to just kind of drop that down you know put it on like a uh, put a pin you know and yeah. just drop it down you're ending up somewhere in like the middle of mexico you know what i mean and so there's not a lot of difference between those two. Yeah. I think, it would, you know, if you put a team in Mexico City, well, maybe, maybe, because that's just close enough yeah. to where you could, uh, you know, possibly get some, like, league play and get some, like, scheduled stuff out there. 
But oh, that's a t- I don't I I can't see. I think you would dilute the the brand. I think it would kind of t- like tarnish the brand a little bit once you start bringing in teams in other uh, in other countries. I mean, first of all, I think that the NFL owners would have to agree to something like that. And then also, who's gonna own a team out there? Dude, how many international billionaires are there? That would be like that. But that I don't think that is. I think it's like a cell, like the group of, I don't think it's, I feel like it's like an HOA where like they will like determine who gets to own these teams. I don't think it's as like a free for all and whoever has the most money to own a team. The, like this thing is so, like the NFL is so like precious. Uh, like they're so kind of, maybe not precious, that's not the right word, but they're so like protective of this brand that Doing something in international, like in Mexico or Canada or Europe or wherever, it's like they, they, they have no control over that. They can't control, they can't have their thumb on the owner or on the organization like they can here. Do you know what I mean? I feel like it would be just too, it would be too like out of their control for yeah, them to do it. So they're just going there, showing off, getting more money. Money grab, and then, yeah. And then bouncing out. There's money there. There's money sitting over there in Europe with some eyeballs. There's a fan base over there. And they're slowly but surely growing it. Okay, so there's no long game then. This isn't I don't, a long game. I don't game. think this it's a long just, game. Okay. I don't think it's a long game. Okay, here's my last question about this international stuff. All right. How would you feel if they held the Super Bowl in the UK? Oh, that's sacrilege now. That's... No, you can't. Come That's, on, Wem- Wembley Stadium or whatever. UK, they hold like their average anywhere from seventy-five to eighty-six thousand in attendance. Uh, well, the Coliseum can hold like ninety. So yeah, let's. Uh, no, no, but I'm just saying it's not like like they will they would probably sell it out. Oh yeah, I don't think the ticket sales would be a huge issue uh, to get that place sold out. Okay, I just don't what, think. Why, why would you? Because here's my answer. Yeah, I don't care where they play the game, because my ass ain't never going to a Super Bowl because I can't afford it. So what's the difference to me? Yeah, I mean I see that. I would only, I would, my only deal would be like you have to give me the next day off. Can we please make <laughs> Monday a holiday after the Super Bowl, or just just or put do it, it on Saturday, Saturday please? Uh, gosh, I mean at this point, Roger like, Goodell, let's go, dude. <laughs> yeah, do it on Saturday. Okay, but if they said this year it's in Germany or it's in wherever. Uh, How do you I, I can, I, you know, I can actually see that being the case because you have so much time leading up to the game that it gives teams yeah, like, two weeks. Uh, yeah, it gives teams the, like, get, it gives them time to get acclimated. You know, that whole part about traveling somewhere and having, you know, like jet lag and being fatigued. And I mean, I feel like that's a real thing, but I can, I can actually see them doing that. Yeah. I don't that think would, it would be no, but I think some owners in some cities would be pissed. Of oh, like, for sure. Like, it's well, everyone, every oh, well, the everyone of, bids to. Oh yeah, I mean to get the Super Bowl in your city. I've been, I've been in two Super Bowl cities. Uh, one was most recent. The most recent uh, one was uh, when the Rams played here in L.A. or played in L.A. Um, and then the other one when I was in Arizona. Both yeah. of those times, the amount of. Just the the revenue that gets poured into that yeah, city, tourism, tour every the hotels, the restaurants. Yeah. It's a, a two week party, and everybody is like just pouring money. 
There's uh, there's parties like every night. There's restaurants that are just like filled up. It does so much for a city. So I can't imagine. I mean, I might like be contradicting myself now, but I can't imagine. Yeah, like you were saying, the owners just being like, "Oh yeah, no, go ahead and pass that on to you know the UK and let that city reap the benefits of all of what we do here." Right, but to you want to have a brand. but you want to have a money rub. It's true, man. That's a tough uh, one. Yeah. Uh, I could see I could if if that were to happen, I could see there being like a huge kind of pushback and a lot of I mean maybe, you know, some fallout from that. Some people getting real pissed off that I don't know. <laughs> that's not Just coming to their it out city. There. Throwing it out there. Yeah. Okay. No, um, it's uh it's it's an interesting uh like that one? Yeah, no, like that it's one? good. Yeah. Right. Um Okay, next thing, the NFL is trying to take over the holidays now. Yeah. So the schedule, they have three games on Thanksgiving when usually it's just it's just yeah, the two. Lions, yeah, yeah, Cowboys. Uh, they're gonna have one game on Black Friday, so the oh. day the day after Thanksgiving. I don't like that. <laughs> okay, they got a full slate on Christmas Eve. They're gonna have three games on Christmas and one game on New Year's Eve. Wow. You know I always I, thought I always thought the NBA was a Christmas. Yeah. Well. Yes, Christmas has always been, yeah. Right, there's like a handful of NBA games that day. Yeah, yeah, I think, I feel like the Lakers have always played on Christmas. Right, I remember, or LeBron, yeah. wherever LeBron's at. Yeah, no, you're right, yeah. Yeah, or Golden State or somebody, but now, dude, three games on Christmas. Dude, I, well, the, I'm not a fan of football games on Christmas. I think it's, I don't know, like it's like a little too much. Thanksgiving... All right, there's your holiday. Keep that. We all <laughs> know that Thanksgiving is like the holiday for football. And the turkey leg, John Madden. Yeah, but yes. if you're talking Christmas, so Christmas doesn't always fall on a certain day. It's it's all over the place, right? It's not like Thanksgiving where it's a Thursday. We know it's going to be a Thursday. Yeah. Go ahead and keep that Thursday game. But what if it's a Tuesday or Wednesday? What if Christmas lands on, you know, uh, on, a, on, a, on a Tuesday? <laughs> I don't know. I guess they're playing. I guess I could have looked that up. Sorry, I didn't look it up. How does that schedule work out, too? I mean, who like you would have to like get the teams that are either going to be on a buy or just coming off a buy. Mm. And also, I don't know. I I've never been a fan of like I don't know. I feel like Christmas is for like families and for hanging out and not not you know. I don't know. Just throw it out there. Throw it out there. <laughs> okay, uh, let's look at. We're just going to look at week one and week two because those are early matchups. Because next thing you know, like these teams could be 0-2 for all we know. We'd never hear from them again. So week one, you got Lions and Chiefs. Are the Chiefs going to have a Super Bowl hangover? And the Lions have been playing well. They yeah. got Dan Campbell, the new coach. Yeah. Goss playing well. They had a pretty good draft. So that game is, I think, pretty interesting. Uh, and then also week one, Bills. At J-E-T-S, Ooh. Aaron Rodgers, and the Jets, Jets, Jets. Yeah, that'll get some eyeballs for yeah. sure. So Aaron Rodgers' first game there, I, fi- I think that one's pretty interesting. I, You know, I think if we're just uh, looking at it, like like, pra- like being practical about it, it's a new, like, it's a new organization. It's different. I, I feel like it's going to take him a minute to get his bearings and just kind of get, you know, get yeah. used to this new team or is he going to have the Tom Brady show up and 
We, nah. we, we roll. I don't know if he's that guy. I don't know. I kind of feel he's like. He's won a Super Bowl before. Yeah. According to NFL.com, he's the number 10 quarterback of all time. Oh, jeez, I know. Was, but, you know, to kind of, like, I think Tom Brady is, has been, has proven to be, like, just freakishly, like. True. Freakishly good. And I don't think he, he and, uh, and Aaron Rodgers are on the same, you know, on the same playing field. Um, but yeah. I would say, I mean, I think it's going to be interesting. I think the Bills are just dialed in. I think they have, like, their, you know, um, uh, Josh Allen is just a stud. And I think he's, yeah. like, going to, like, like that guy is single-handedly could do more um, to will his team to win than I've seen anybody Dude, do. Dude, have you seen him? He did a celebrity, like, softball thing. Yeah. Dude, he was hitting like crushing. Le- Dude, he was hitting legit home runs. <laughs> I <laughs> like believe in the baseball it. Stadium. This is he's, he's a monster. Yeah, he's huge. I think that huge. I think uh, they're just too sound and this too, too dialed in um, to let this like. It's just I think that the, the it's the like the odds are stacked against Aaron Rodgers. Like I don't care how good he is. Like I think that team just as a whole. I mean, they're they, they've gotten better over like you yeah. know as of recently, but. I don't think it's enough. He's enough to just overcome that. Okay. That's well, a let's, tough, let's, tough let's do to this. Early, defense. And really early predictions then. Yeah. Okay. Lion Chief game. I'd still, I'd go with the Chiefs. Just same kind of reason. I think Jared Goff is playing really well. I think, you know, towards the end of the season, they had a lot to hang their hat on. And yeah. I think that they, um, I think they'll do well this season. I just don't know if it's enough to, to beat. The Chiefs. I mean, the Chiefs yeah. is just... And it's week one, so it's early. Yeah. So that Bills-Jets, I'm assuming you're taking the Bills? I would take the Bills, yeah. Okay. Take the Bills. And so, <clears throat> okay, week two matchups. Uh, Chiefs going to Jacksonville and playing the Jags. Trevor Lawrence, they... I don't know. I like Trevor. Yeah, dude. We watched I that game, that playoff yeah. game. That was, <laughs> yeah. Dude, that was really entertaining. Yeah, I like him. So that's... Uh, and then the other matchup is... Uh, the Jets going to the Cowboys. So Aaron Rodgers against his that old coach. Yeah, I think that Mike one's McCarthy. a little bit more uh, interesting of a matchup uh, just because you never know what Cowboy team you're going to get. They're so inconsistent. You can get, you know, the DAC that puts up, like, crazy numbers and just, like, you know, runs over teams, or you can get the team that can't get to a huddle and can't <laughs> get to the line to snap the ball <laughs> You know, with just a couple yeah. seconds left and has, like, horrible time management. You don't know what team you're going to get. But Aaron Rodgers is definitely going to play with a chip on his shoulder because of his old coach, yeah. Mike McCarthy, and all that. I, I would say, yeah, loses against the Bills, takes that, and then tries to, you know, take out his anger on his old so coach next Jets one. Beat so Cowboys I, I would week go, two. I, I think there's a better chance that Jets beat the Cowboys in Week 2 than the Jets beat the Bills. So I would say, yeah, Jets by... A nose hair. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hit me with the Chiefs-Jags week two. Uh, if the Chiefs are beating the Lions week one, then yeah. they're traveling to Jacksonville. I think same thing. I think uh, I don't think the Jaguars have enough talent to overdo. <sighs> Was that your pick? Yeah, I'm taking the Jags. Well, I like Trevor Lawrence. Man. Oh well, look, I I, I think the T. I think he is. I mean, he was a stud. He was a stud at uh, at Clemson. Oh man. No, but he's figuring it out, dude. He's gonna be all right. He's fi- yeah, he'll do he'll, he'll right. do he'll do well. Yeah. yeah. I just don't think like you're talking about the Chiefs. Like these are the <laughs> I don't think they're going to have a Super Bowl hangover. They still have a lot of their team intact. And I think yeah. that they are going to I think that uh, uh Patrick Mahomes is I mean, we've talked about him before. The guy is just like a freak. Yeah. I don't he think is. that 
I think they have a, a, a good game plan figured out. I think those two teams are, are going to uh, – sorry, the, the Chiefs and the Bills are both going to roll. And uh, the Jags will be okay, but I yeah. don't think they're at that level yet. All right. So last NFL bit we're going to talk about. ESPN put out a power ranking after the, after the draft, after uh, all the dust is settled. We're not going to talk about 32 through uh, 16 because, I mean – the Raiders, the Colts, Titans. I mean, I don't think yeah. I don't think anyone's doing much there. So we'll just go with the top fifteen. All right. Okay. Fifteen, you got the Steelers. All right. Okay. Fourteen, the Vikings. Thirteen, the Lions. Twelve, Jets. Eleven, the Seahawks. Oh. Okay. Well, the Seahawks made a little bit of a run last year, they but did. it was they're, they're like, a little inconsistent. Yeah, but yeah. They made a run. Okay, so here are your top 10 teams, according to ESPN. Jacksonville Jaguars, number 10. Wow, number 10. 10. All right. That's what I'm saying. Number nine, which I don't agree with this. And somebody, I hung out with someone the other day. Yeah. He's a new listener. And he was saying how he loves Justin Herbert. I was going to say. And he thinks uh, Herbert is a dude. And I don't think he's a dude yet. I I can or, see, or I can everyone see. around him with the Chargers sucks. I don't know what their deal no, is. I, I, get, I don't I, believe in them. I see what whoever that was that what their point is because he has he has that Matthew Stafford kind of like uh, what do you roll your eyes at that? Well, I, don't He's, I don't see I don't see it. I don't see it. I'll tell you why. He's on a shitty team. He gets his ass kicked <laughs> and he still stands in there and fucking makes plays, dude. That okay, is Matthew okay. Stafford at Detroit his entire career. Does that mean Herbert needs to go to a different team? I'm not going to say he needs to, but I think that if he does, he might have a better chance at winning a Super Bowl. Okay. okay. The, the, there's some organizations that are snake-bitten, like we've, we've talked, talked about, about it before. Yeah. Snake-bitten organizations. They will find a way to lose. The, chi- the, the Chargers-Jaguars game of uh, last year is evident. It's, uh, that's like, uh, uh, <laughs> like that is Chargers football. Yeah. That's what they do. And to no fault of uh, of Herbert, I mean, yes and no. But, dude, the guy puts up 35 points or whatever it was. How many points did he have at half? Uh, it was, like, statistically almost impossible for them to lose that game. But somehow they found a way to do it. That's the Chargers. And, you know, I think he, for like, to his credit, like, he is a fucking stud. He stands in there even when he's getting his ass kicked. All right, all and right. he makes his, you know, he uh, he makes some some pretty spectacular plays. Okay, all right. I don't know if I'd put him at number n- nine. Nine? Yeah. Oof. All right. Well, let's see the rest of the all list. All right, here we go. Eight. Baltimore Ravens. All right. Always a defensive powerhouse. Yeah, always good. Yeah. Lamar Jackson. He's good. I I don't I don't know. Yeah, I, just, I mean I think in out, the I think, in still. the like this kind of like how football is kind of like it's changed in that way where having a running quarterback, you know, having like a uh, like a Jalen Hurts, yeah, is like that's kind of what it's it's grown to be. Even Josh Allen, Josh Allen is a running oh, quarterback. That, run, yeah. that guy will like lower his head and get you the you know get you whatever yeah. you need. Forget your fullback. Just put that guy in there. Give him the <laughs> give him yeah. the ball and bury his head. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Number seven, them boys. Oh wow! They Cowboys. put them at number seven. Okay. Why? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> them boys. <laughs> <laughs> number six. My buddies. One of my my buddies. My coworkers' favorites. Yeah. The Finns, as in the Miami Ooh. Dolphins. 
I think it's uh, way too high. Yeah, I think it's too high, but uh, that's a that's a fun team to watch. They, they, and they've just yeah. been kind of they like building. They've been yeah. like they are fun to watch. Uh, dude, I think Jalen Ramsey is going to be a great addition to that team. That is the little bit that I read said Jalen Ramsey is going to help there on yes. D. Um, and not just and uh, not just in his just just his presence. I mean, because I think his presence, like you know, teams will play away from him. Yeah. One, he's a great tackler. Two, he's got he's still. I mean, I know people say he's not the shutdown corner that he was, but he's still a presence no, no, out there. Good. Yeah. But his experience and what he gives to all the other guys. Yeah. I think that Rams defense was much better in the secondary than they would have been without him with wow. his leadership. For you know sure. what I mean? Not just his presence, but his leadership. Yeah. And what he got, like what he brought to everybody. Dude, remember we were on the sideline watching him coach up the other uh, at practice. Yeah. At practice. Yeah. Coaching up other all the other guys out there. Tell them where yeah. to be. I remember. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. All right. Uh do you want to get take a shot at the top five? Top five. All right. The, well, you gotta put uh, of course, the Eagles are going to be up there. Probably okay, number. Just keep going. Just keep going. All right, Eagles are up there. The Chiefs are up there. The Bills are up there. Um, you got to have the uh, the Bengals. Wait, hold on. These are all AFC teams except for the uh, <laughs> and, uh, except for the Eagles. <laughs> well, you're Jesus missing, Christ! You're missing. You're missing one more. Oh, maybe the Giants. No. Uh, Giants came in at uh, number seventeen. Oh wow! Yeah. Again, is it an NFC team? We've talked about this team on the podcast. Not your favorite team. Oh, yeah, the Niners. <laughs> the Niners. Dude, you know, I, I'm not going to hate on that because they defensively, they're, they're probably really one good, of the yeah. best defensive teams that's out there. So, number- And I do I, – look, as much as I kind of talk shit on him, I do like watching uh, – I forget uh, – damn, I forget his name, but he's the Troy Polamalu 2.0. Oh, yeah, That yeah, fucking yeah. dude flies. Yes. So, uh, not not mad at that. So, number five, we got the Niners. Number four, the Bills. Okay. Number three, the Eagles. Number two, the Bengals. And wow. then number one is the Chiefs. Wow. There it it's is. pretty uh, – I mean, look, all of this is before oh, – could. Could. Guys aren't even wearing pads right now, and that's what we're doing. You could turn Dude, that whole list upside see, down. Yeah, we could see – the New England Patriots at number 16. Who's going to be your surprise team this year? Who's a team that you think is going to make a splash, make some noise? Because you still, you know, the Vikings aren't yeah, up there. Yeah, the Vikings are always on the cusp. The Giants were kind of flirting with, you know, flirting with it a little bit last yeah. year. Yeah. Um, what do you think about the Lions? I like them. But they're they need to keep the momentum going. Yeah. Because an organization like that, you hit a couple setbacks. Yeah. An injury here, an injury there. True. You are easily putting it right back down in reverse and you yeah. are and you're done for. So they, they need were, to they were they a couple games, like a couple close games away from actually being in like making the playoffs. They were a couple games away from being I mean, you you're oh, talking they were like, right there. They were, yeah, field goal, Dude, they got a couple touchdown. Guys. Like they were competitive, super competitive. I, I, that's going to be my kind of. That's going to be my uh, surprise your, your dark team. Horse. Yeah, the yeah, dark I'm, horse. Uh, I mean, I would. You know, maybe the Vikings, maybe the Steelers. Yeah. Yeah, but I just don't. I don't see some of these other teams really being, really being much. Yeah, they're not, they're not great at quarterback, and they're kind of. 
Yeah, Saints got Derek yeah, Carr now. Got some we'll see how that, yeah, yeah. how that goes. All right, you you want to pick your Super Bowl matchup and your Super Bowl winner? Ooh, Super Bowl matchup. All right, super, well. Super early Super Bowl uh, Yeah. Pick. Super preliminary. Oh, I got to go Rams. I mean, I wouldn't be a fan if I wasn't going to pick them to be in the Super Bowl. You got to do it every year, <laughs> <Okay>. right? <laughs> yeah, for years I used to go um, when I was at it. Uh, every year we'd go to a trade show, like right before, uh, like it was like usually in like June or July, and I always put 100 bucks on the Rams to win the Super Bowl. Really? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, the one not, year. I mean, it's not a bad bet. Literally just... the one year that I didn't go. Uh, <laughs> it's when they went to the Super Bowl and won. <laughs> Classic. Classic. Uh, okay, so you're going. Uh, all right, so that's just you know that's just what you have to do. Yeah. Uh, but if I'm being uh, completely honest, uh, I I think that the Eagles would m- like make another run at yeah. it. I could see them. Yeah. I think um, providing you know. Uh, Jalen Hurts uh, stays healthy, and without him, I think they're a different team. I think he adds just so much with his, you know, with his uh, like just running ability yeah. just by itself. Uh, if so I had who, to, so who are they who are they playing? They playing, dude. I think the Bills are. They're they, they just they're right there. They've always been there. Yeah. They're right there. And as much as I, uh, you know, as much as I've shit on Josh Allen, or maybe I haven't shit on him, but. Um, I think that Josh Allen is, he's just like a competitor, and he's just been this close. Yeah. Like, like the last he's couple good, seasons, dude. he's been this close to getting there. Yeah. And I think that, uh, I think that maybe the stars will align this year, and he'll uh, he'll he'll get him get his team across. All right. What's your prediction? Uh, I like the Bengals. Yeah. They beefed up the O line. If they if they can and protect. I think that was their their downfall. Yep. So I think the Bengals are going to make a run, and then long shot. Yeah. Them boys are going to head to the <laughs> oh, Super Bowl. Them boys to lose. Wow. To Joe Burrow. Wow. Way early prediction. Dude, uh, them boys. All right. But we'll see. Yeah. You never know. Dude, one of these years they gotta just make it back. I don't think they're gonna win it, but they can make it back. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they have to at some point. Yeah, yeah. But Joe Burrow, get himself a ring. Yeah, smoke that cigar. Yeah, he's the man. (laughs) All right, that's all NFL talk. All right, all right. We're gonna take a quick break, and uh, we'll be back uh, after the short message. This episode is brought to you by Cigar Spots of Orange. Cigar Spots is located in the Circle of Orange. They have all the top brands of cigars and accessories, including my favorite, the Tatuaje Black Label. What are you going with? That's a good cigar. I'm going with the Padron 1964. That's a hard cigar to come by. All you cigar lovers know how hard it is to get that cigar. Uh, But they also do home delivery. You can actually place the order online and have it delivered to your home if you live within the Orange County area. Or you can go and pick it up in store. You can order online. Uh, go to the store and pick it up. I did that recently when we were going out to dinner. Needed to get a cigar on the way out. Picked it up in store, and uh, I was off. When you were online, did you enter a promo code by chance? Oh, yeah. Put in that promo code, Tony Joe. Got myself 20% off there. So visit CigarSpots.com, and like Joe said, enter that promo code, Tony Joe, to get yourself that 20% discount.
All right, and we are back. All right, J-Bitch, what, uh, what game do we have today? All right, we're going to play Guess the Missing Word, but we're going with song lyrics. Okay. Okay, these are all famous songs. All right. Songs everyone should know. You've, you've heard them at least once. Okay, different genres, different generations, different eras, decades, okay. whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So those of you listening and playing <clears throat> along at home, keep score, oh. see how well you do. And let us know in the comment section how many of these you got right. All right, yeah, no cheating. I got a couple couple lyrics here too, but I'll let you I'll let you start us off here. We okay, got. here we go. Dirty deeds, and their dirty deeds, and their dunder deeds. <laughs> Done. <laughs> dirty deeds and oh, done. Dirt cheap, yes, done that dirt is cheap. Dirty deeds and they're done dirt cheap by ACDC. They should enunciate a little bit more. I feel like that, like you had to Google there, like and I don't, Google wasn't around back then, so you just had to just kind of like power through it, dun or you dirt. open up the oh, CD, right, right, right. you know. Well, then it was a, it was an album. Yeah, you gotta yeah. read the back of the album. All right, this oh. one's pretty easy, I think. Okay, like a blank. Touch for the very first time. Oh, it's like a virgin. Touch for the very first time. Singer. Madonna. Okay, very good. Okay. If you want to be my blank, you got to get with my friends. (laughs) Make it last forever. Friendship never ends. If you want to be my lover, you got to get with my friends. (laughs) Who sings it? The Spice Girls. There you go. All right, let me me give you one over here. Let me see what you got over here. All right, I'm ready. I'm ready. Can't stop addicted to the shindig. Chop, chop. He says, I'm going to win big. <laughs> choose not. Uh, I'll give you a little. Choose not the life of. Hold on. Start over. Start over. <laughs> <laughs> you got the first one. No, but you got I, I, no, I, I tweaked the game a little bit. Oh, I gave okay. you two. I gave you okay, two. Okay, okay. Hold on. All right. Can't stop addicted to the shindig. Chop, chop. He says, I'm going to win big. Choose not the life of. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's right there. It is right there. Yeah, it's uh, th- four syllables. Okay, <laughs> one more time, one more time. Dude, people at home, if you know this, you're pretty good. Yeah, yeah can't stop. Addicted to the shindig. Chop, chop, he says, I'm going to win big. Choose not the life of. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Hit me. Imitation. Imitation? Choose not the life of imitation. Oh. Yeah, I don't know actually. Is that the Beastie Boys? No. Whoa, no. Oh, yeah. Part two. No. Who's the band? Says I'm going to win big. Choose not the life of imitation. <laughs> oh, it's Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, there you go. Gosh, dang. There you go. That was tough. Yeah. That was tough. That was, tough. That was tougher than it should have been. Yeah. Give me another one. Give me another one. All right. I don't practice Santeria. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got no crystal ball. Uh, well, I had a million dollars, but I'd spent it all. Very Sublime. Good. Yes. Very, very good. good. All right. All right. Here we go. <clears throat> you are my fire, the one desire. Believe when I say I <laughs> want it that way because I wrote that one down too. <laughs> and who sings it? It's Zeke. Oh, Backstreet Boys, sorry. Backstreet Boys, come <laughs> Backstreet on. Boys. Come on. Okay, okay, here we go. Uh, this one, we're going way back. Ooh. Way back. This All one right. might be tough. I am the Eggman. 
They are the Eggman. I am the blank. I am the... Wait a minute. Oh. Am, you got the melody kind of right there. Oh, oh, yeah. I am the Eggman. I am the... Uh, I am the... Cuckoo-cachoo. What's the <laughs> word before cuckoo-cachoo? <laughs> I am the... Wait, I am the Eggman. It's be, it's, it's egg Betsy's man. It's Betsy's favorite band. Yeah, it's, it's the Beatles. I know that. I am the... Walrus. That yes. Ah, nice. uh, walrus. Nice. Dude, I thought I had you on that one. Very good. <laughs> I am the walrus. Yes, very good. Very good. All right. Um, okay, well, this one you're definitely going to get. Because maybe you're going to be the one that saves me, and after all, you're my wonder wall. <laughs> okay, who sings it? Oasis. Oasis. Very yeah. good. Yeah. Okay. All right, here we go. Those of you at home, keeping score of yourself. Let's see here. I see a little silhouette of a man. Blank, blank. Will you is do it, the Fandango? Is it Katamoosh or Gatamoosh? Mm. Karamoosh. Gatamoosh, mm. Gatamoosh. Uh, I see a little silhouette of a man. Gatamoosh, Gatamoosh. It's Gatamoosh, right? It's, Scatamoosh. 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 Oh. I want the definition the fang, of that the word. The Fandango. Uh, sung by? Uh, Queen. Very good. By Queen. Yeah. All right. You got any more for me? Dude, I wish I wrote down more. Gosh. Okay, this one, I would, I'm like willing to bet that no one gets this one. Okay. Like literally, nobody at home, no one listening is going to know this song. It's going to be a lyric that is like, con- or like miss heard or miss this this singer did not do a great job enunciating oh oh okay yeah okay a mulatto an albino a blank my libido yeah wait so give it to me one more time a mulatto an albino a blank my libido yeah I know where that's from. I just can't place it. Is it? It's an older song. Mm, yeah. Um, I can't even place the act- famous famous uh, band. Yeah. The lead singer's no longer around. Mm. He was part of the being twenty seven year old. No. Oh yeah, Jimi Hendrix. Uh, there's. Another guy. Janice. Jo- oh, yeah. Janice. Look, no. Okay. I'll give you another Amy hint. Amy It's Nirvana. Oh, right, right, right. Oh, all right. Give it to me one more time now that I heard that. <laughs> a mulatto, an albino, a blank, my libido. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what that is. that's what I'm is. saying. What I don't think it? anybody knows this. Yeah. Okay. So it goes, a mulatto, an albino, a mosquito, oh. my libido. Yeah, smells like Teen Spirit. Yeah, yeah, that's a tough one. That's I don't think anyone. One, yeah. I don't think anyone knows that one. It's hard to place even the lyric, let alone like the uh, yeah, or the, the whole. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyways, okay, here we go. A seven foot frame, rats along his back, when he. Seven foot frame, <laughs> rats along his back. When he calls your name, it all turns to black. 
fades to black. But oh, yes. fades to black. <laughs> yeah, he sees your. Yeah, he sees your face. Wait, no. Mm. Now he see your. Oh, wait. Oh, you had it. You're rolling. Fate. No. Now he sees your. Uh, when he sees your dreams, and feast on your screams. Oh, feet, feet. Yeah. Yeah, so we don't talk Jay. about. We don't talk about Bruno. Yeah, and Kanto right there. Very good. All right. You want the rest of them? Yeah. I got a butt ton more. Here we go. Yeah. This one. This one takes us back <laughs> to high school. As far as I can see it, it don't get better than this. So blank. Here's a song, and it's sealed with a blank. And a thank you, miss. Oh, that does not ring for me. Oh, okay. Kiss is somewhere in there. <laughs> Um, as far as I can see it, it don't get better than this. So blank, here's a song, and it's sealed with a kiss. And uh, a thank you, miss. Dude, I can't place that song. What is it? Just tell me who it is, and then maybe I'll try and... Uh, Crazy Town. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have it at all. What is it? Uh, as far as I can see it, it don't get better than this. So, Butterfly, here's a song, and it's sealed with a kiss. Oh, and a thank that you, Butterfly. <laughs> oh, that song was so terrible. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad I don't know that lyric. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. It's not good. All right, here we go. Up ahead in the distance, I saw a shimmering light. My head grew heavy, and my sight grew dim. I had to... Blank for the night. I had to for the night. I had to. I mean, it's Hotel California. There you go. Uh, sleep for the, the night. Distance, I saw a shimmering light. My head grew heavy and my sight grew dim. I had to blank for the night. Oh, fuck. I don't know. I know that I, I mean, clearly know the song, but I don't know that specific word. I had to stop for the night. Oh, right. Hotel California by the Eagles. By the Eagles. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. Here we go. You know I feel so dirty when they start talking cute. I want to tell her that I love her, but the point is probably... Moot? Uh, <laughs> moot? <laughs> yes, that's it. What's the song? I actually don't know. It's just the only <laughs> word no, that made... Fun. I had Jesse's girl. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Come on. That was good. Well, that was just because <laughs> of the word. That's the only word that fit there. All right, here we go, here we go. This one's, you better get this one. Okay. 8675309. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and then the last one I was going to say is there's a place off Blank Avenue. Ocean Avenue. That's right. Yeah. Who sings that song? Yellow Card. Who played at our grad night? Yeah, they did. <laughs> Yellow Card did. Did I ever tell you that story? Uh, I mean, I was there. I knew that it happened. What do you yeah. mean? Yeah. I just remember, like, all the girls were really obsessed with Yellow Card, like, while yeah. they were playing. Yeah. And they had the dude with the, the violin, violin and all that stuff. Yeah. And I just remember being like, these dudes suck. <laughs> and then they and went then on they were, to, like, <laughs> they were, host TRL. Yeah, and they, were like, on, they were on MTV, like, two weeks later. Yeah. I was like. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> Still <right>. bitter about <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was all right. But, yeah, they had some good hits. Yeah. Oh, all right. Man. That's it. That's all I got for you. All right. That was a good game. 
Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know half of those lyrics, but uh, it's got to. It's it's hard. There. Yeah. I mean, they're they're popular songs, but you have like even some of the lyrics weren't. They're not like. Uh, you have to know that song really yeah. well to know exactly what that lyric is. You can kind of get through or know the melody like when it comes on and probably sing along or like hum along. But the actual word that goes in there, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a tough one. All right, anyways, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be, we'll be right back. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Palm Market. Established in 1925, Palm Market is located on Palm Avenue near the Circle of Orange. The new owners, Tim and Moose, are now the owners of the oldest establishment in the city of Orange. Yeah, they've got some great sandwiches there too. I get the Kubini, which has braised pork, boar's head ham, mustard, pickles, Swiss cheese, all on a Tolera bread. This thing is lights out. Very nice. I usually go with the plaza. Yeah. Add a little extra mayo for me, a little bacon, a little avocado. That's nice. what I like. Yeah. But when I take my kids there, we always bring quarters, hit the gumball machine. Yeah. You get yourself a orange gumball, you get a free sandwich. Free sandwich, yeah. Can't beat that. Uh, but they don't just do sandwiches. They've got a wide selection of beer and wine. And in fact, uh, May 24th, they got an event coming up. It's a wine night. They're going to do some wine and some cheese. There are limited reservations, so go in, stop in, and talk to Moose and Tim and uh, inquire about, you know, if you can get on that RSVP list. Yeah, and then when at checkout, tell them Real in the Field sent you, and you'll get 10% off if you mention the podcast from anything from the deli. Yeah, it was a pretty good deal there. So visit their website, palmmkt.com. Check out all the sandwiches that they have in their menu, and let them know Real in the Field sent you. Right, we are back from break, and I have a question from a previous episode. All right. So a couple episodes ago, season one, we talked about how in the state of California, they are offering a program where they are going to pay uh, your down payment. Oh, yeah. The California Dream for All Shared Equity Program. That's the one. Yeah. So the other day, um, over the weekend... My sister-in-law and I were talking about it. She watched the episode, and we were talking about that. She's like, oh, that program. Yeah. And then it kind of turned into a whole family discussion of, you know, what, like, you know, how's the state making their money back and doing this and doing yeah. that. And and I was like, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll ask about it on the next episode. So yeah. what's the latest with everything that's been going on? Yeah, that was a uh, – it was a great program, and we, you know, touched on it here and kind of laid the groundwork of how it works. It was the first day it came out. Yeah, day it, yeah. one. Yeah, day one is that. when it came out. By the end of that week, everything had been, all the funds had been allocated. Uh, they had stopped running the program. I mean, there were so many people that were trying to take advantage of that program because it was such a, um, it was just such a, a great thing to have. I mean, so, the state. So the state's like done. Oh, they're done. Yeah, that money's been wow. earmarked, gone. Uh, you know, the way that it worked was, you had to take these classes in order to qualify. There was right. a you know a couple you of, like you know laundry list of things that you had to do in order to qualify for that. If you qualified for it, you were kind of given um, a, a certificate, and then you would have to work with the lender to get pre-approved for you know for the loan, not just for the uh, um, the the program. But the tri- the the big part was you had to be in the, in contract 
in order to have those funds allocated towards you. And if you okay. weren't in contract, it just, you know, time was kind of working against you. So, so in contract with like a, with like with a brokerage purchase. or with the purchase. Yeah. Okay. So you had to, uh, get, put out an offer, have an yeah. offer accepted and then start the, you know, open up escrow. Uh, so, uh, I had a client that actually was applying that applied for it and that they, that first week that it went out, we got into contract on a property. We put out an ah, offer on a okay. property, went into contract, opened up escrow. And when we opened escrow, that earmarked that money for that specific uh, for that specific applicant. So thankfully, we were able to see it all the way through, nice. and uh, you know that money was allocated to, for them. Um, you know the purchase of their home, the money got sent to escrow, so they put twenty percent down, um, and they were you know only out of pocket for you know closing costs and. Yeah. Um, essentially got into uh, a house uh, or in this case was a condo um, with, um, you know, with very minimal funds, 20% down. They got that money that went straight from the state into escrow, got funded. um, And so they don't pay any PMI because they have paid, uh, they pay 20% down, you know, on paper. Um, It's a conventional loan. It wasn't an FHA loan even or a, or a a Cal, uh, HFA, it was a conventional loan, like in the eyes of the lender, uh, it was just this program that was giving them the money. So it's kind of like just somebody that, you know, let them yeah. borrow the money to, uh, to get this, uh, to get their down payment. So is the state gonna like, I don't know, maybe try it again? I or mean, it was a really successful, it was a really successful program. Um, there are other or is programs. It early, is it still early to tell if it's successful? Cause then, I mean, the state is going to want to collect its money back eventually. Yeah, I mean, but that's the, you know, that's the great thing about it is it's not, you don't have to pay it back at any point. Uh, There's no stipulation that says you have to pay it back at this date. It's just when you do sell your property, you have to pay it back. That 20% back, yeah. Yeah, you have to pay back what you borrowed plus 20% of your gained equity. Okay, so they did finally decide on the 20%? Yeah, 20% is what you're going to have to pay back in your, you know, whatever equity that you gain. But, you know, it's a way that people would um, be able to afford a monthly payment because when you put 20% down, oh, yeah. you don't have to put uh, pay PMI and you're also borrowing less money. So your monthly payment is a lot lower. You don't have to pay as much because you're borrowing less. Sure. So just, you know, from that, just, you know, that, that n- numerical standpoint, you pay less in uh, your monthly payment because you're borrowing less. Do you know how many people like got in on the there was so there was an estimated 2000 2 to 3000 I don't know the exact number yeah. but it was it was only about 2 or 3000 just from what was the money that was in uh that pool um it was estimated get, that they could yeah okay. yeah uh, uh send out about uh 2000 applicants um, so it so was it's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, 2000 people that would, um, you know, otherwise not be able to afford this kind of payment because, you know, to even on a, you know, on a $500,000 condo, you know, you're having to put away a hundred thousand dollars as a 20% down payment. Yeah. And a lot of people, you know, aren't able to save that much money in the time it takes to, you know, that they, to purchase a house by the time they've saved that, 
more often than not, the prices have gone up to a point where now they have to save a little bit more. So then becomes this kind of, you know, never ending kind of cycle of having to save more money to make a bigger down payment. So having that 20% just, you know, pretty much given to you from the state, um, do you think it was a great program. Do you think they'll try again and bring it back? You know, I think it was really, I mean, like we said, it's hard to say if it's like successful. I mean, it's successful in that a lot of people took advantage of it and now are in homes. Uh, 2,000 roughly families uh, have benefited from this program. Um, and um, I think, you know, I think the state would, um, I think because of that, I could see the state doing that one more time. Yeah. Do you think, uh, I know this is kind of probably a harder, or not a harder question, but probably don't know, like how many years do you think it would be down the road before you could say, yes, it was a successful program. Yeah. Both sides benefited. The state got their cut. A lot of people benefit from it. Like yeah. we talking ten years down the road. We talking yeah or well it depends 20. right. It depends on like what the you know the homeowner is planning to do with the property. Yeah. You know if this was their starter home um, and they're looking to um, kind of parlay that into a bigger home later, then maybe they're you know they're what they're gonna take home after they pay back the state and pay back that 20%, maybe it's a little bit lower. But, I mean, in all honesty, I don't think there's a situation where you ever purchase a property, no matter what, how you got there, that you ever look back and go, ah, I shouldn't have done that, you know, that wasn't a good yeah. move. I think that this will, no matter what, when you kind of pen out or pencil out the, you know, the, the math on it, it always makes sense to purchase a property, to have this, like, equity, even though you're sharing 20% of it, 20% of anything is better than 0% of nothing. And, you know, and so when you see these families and this family that uh, I worked with to get into this, uh, into this condo, yeah. they're going to have equity in a home. Now, yes, it will be 20% lower than what they could have gotten um, if they just would have gone uh, at it alone. But I don't think necessarily, um, you know, that... They, they could have gone into it alone, but it wouldn't have been the same place, the same, uh, you know, same payments. It would have been a different scenario. Sure. So I think uh, because of that, I, you know, just looking at it now, yeah, it is a success. Um, That's cool. I'm yeah. glad it, I mean, I'm glad it is successful and. Yeah. Yeah. Benefits some people. Yeah. That's great. So, I mean, I think that, you know, if it does come back, I think it just be, you know, whoever it is that's looking to get into a program like that. I mean, this is one of very many pr uh, programs that the state offers. So uh, Cal uh, HFA uh, offers a lot of uh, down payment assistance. They offer uh, closing cost assistance. There's a lot of programs that are out there that will that can help you get into a home. Assist you, yeah. Yeah, it's not necessarily, not just the like this 20%. This one was just like a big, you know, made a lot of noise because it was such a, a big deal yeah. uh, to get 20% from the state um, that it just made a lot of noise and a lot of people were aware of it. But there are a lot of other programs that are available and, you know, you just have to talk to a lender and see what's available to you. There's programs for teachers. There's zero yeah. down programs for teachers. Um, there's uh, down payment assistance for teachers and uh, first responders, things like that. Um, you know, I work with a lender that does that has a really good program that uh, offers uh, uh, 
assistance for closing costs uh, that aren't paid back at the back end with any like points or anything like that. There's a lot of different programs that are out there to assist in whatever situation that you know you, the lender is in, so or the, the borrower is in. Um, you just have to go out there yeah. and find it. That's great. Yeah, that's good. All right. Well, I think on that note, we'll wrap up uh, today's episode. Um, it's a great one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back uh, soon for a new episode of Real in the Field. And uh, until next time, we'll see you.